Hey, and welcome to a little project with Soul Survivor looking at words, spirit, and action for today. We've got Matt, Peter, and myself here. We borrowed Cassie's grandma's house at Whale Beach, and we've put together seven episodes for you. Chatting about leadership, chatting about discipleship, mm. and Matt, you have this phrase that discipleship saved your bacon. Tell us about that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I think so. My context is, Dad was an Anglican minister of a church, and so born in you know a church hall, basically grown up in that all my life. And what saved me really was someone older who took an interest in my journey with Jesus um, and so what that actually looks like was one of the staff at church one of the youth pastors uh, said hey Matt one day do you want to you know go and hang out at the milk bar we used to have milk bars back in the day <laughs> what's that <laughs> <laughs> it's like a cafe but not a cafe so uh, it's a glass of milk <laughs> <laughs> that's right well it was a chocolate milkshake but out of the crunchy so um, yeah, so I said, yeah, okay, all right, that'd be, yeah, sure. And so he took me and uh, down to have a chocolate milkshake, and he basically just started with where, when I, when I think about this, he basically started with where I was at and, you know, what I wanted to talk about. Um, but, you know, I was a typical 15-year-old boy who liked skateboarding, surfing, uh, cricket and soccer and... Did you have long hair? And not, not at that stage. <laughs> not yet. Uh, and so I didn't really want to talk about deep things, but I, I, I enjoyed life. And so he just wanted to chat about that. And what happened for me was that was the kickoff for me with how he discipled me for the next two years of my life. Mm. So what that looked like was just every Wednesday afternoon at the milk bar. But what he did with me is start with where I was at started to talk about Jesus and then started to talk about, well, what would you like to do with God? Mm -hmm. And then that's where the drums came in. So gave me a pair of drumsticks, start learning the drums, and then said, and how, you know, how would you love with your drums to share about Jesus? And so through his help, we formed a band, we put on a night for Jesus, and uh, I still remember it. He got out this speaker from England called J. John. And uh, he came over and we had these two bands play one night. And that really saved me from probably exiting following Jesus and finding Jesus just very theoretical and not very relevant. And that would be, yeah, I would say the thing that saved my bacon with God. Wow, that's huge. Oh, I was just thinking about bacon again. <laughs> of course. That's cool. That's really cool. So, but since then, Matt, you've been now in ministry for almost 30 years. Um, what does it look like for you to then disciple others? Yeah, well, I think very similar to how I was uh, discipled in the sense that to meet with people with where they're at. So I remember when I was the youth pastor at St. Stephen's Belrose, there was lots of sport, so take people to play soccer, take people to go surfing. And I was only thinking the other day about how when I would take people surfing, it really began with, hey, you want to go surfing? Mm -hmm. And yes, I just want to go surfing. And it wasn't let's go surfing and then read the Bible. Mm -hmm. It was just let's go surfing. And through 
that sport and that activity, uh, conversations moved from how's your day, good, hey, uh, to like, hey, you know, just going a little bit deeper, uh, but not majorly deeper. And then, you know, they come to youth group. And so through that sport and the youth group and church at night, there would just be over time a relationship built. And then I guess the thing that goes through my head when I'm meeting with someone is where are they at with God? Where could they be with God? And so what could we teach you over the next few years mm -hmm. that might help you get down that track? Mm -hmm. And uh, what experiences could we help you have with God that will help you grow with him? So I guess there's like a curriculum, to use that word. There's a, in my head, there's like a, these are the things that would be great for you to learn. Mm -hmm. uh, but it very much comes back to building a relationship that is um, safe and fine and good and transparent and uh, but also building a relationship where you're really listening to where they're at, mm. listening to the Holy Spirit and you're, you're always trying to keep those two things together uh, so that they can grow. Yeah. Um, and I guess the last piece about that for me, my journey has been asking them to come on trips, uh, whether it just be with a car of others to go and serve at another youth group and get them to have experiences. So give the microphone to them. Um, give the drumsticks to someone else. Like give people a way to be involved and so to help them to come alive with God and, and see God use them. Mm -hmm. So discipleship, relationship, teaching, experiencing, mentoring, uh, giving the ministry away to others, uh, that's kind of my thought process over years um, with walking with people. I, I love that because I think like maybe what sometimes people like hear the big word discipleship and it intimidates them like I don't know enough about the Bible yeah. to spend time and help this person get closer to God. Yes. So I just, I just love that, that really whether it's surfing or, or skating or going to a movie or yeah. hanging out, um, go to the shops, whatever it is. Um, it's just starting by hanging, hanging out and building that relationship, and yes. then seeing where God leads it. Yeah. And then, like you said, giving theory, teaching, experience, and, and it builds. Yeah. And we, you know, we have that real Christianese phrase of like doing life together. Yeah. Uh, and some people cringe when you say it, but like that's actually what it is, and yeah. it is everything from reading the Bible together mm. when you get there to going for a surf or just hanging out yeah. and then it's you know it's experiences it's doing stuff together for the kingdom yeah. um, that encourages people to do stuff with what they've been given and to to get excited about their faith yeah and I think one thing that also comes to mind is as someone discipling others you do need to choose to do things that they like to do mm. So that's been, a, and that's a big thing about being a dad is you choose to do things that, that your kids enjoy mm. because this is not about me. Mm. So I've had to learn to be interested in other things that I'm not really naturally interested in. But, the, you know, tennis. You know, I remember in youth group I had really good tennis players, but I'm not good at tennis. But to go and hang out with them, I had to learn tennis. Mm -hmm. And I had to learn the names of tennis. <laughs> but I'm not interested in that. <laughs> uh, and bands, music, oh, I mean, this is the big one, isn't it? Like, if, the, if your youth pastor or your church leader, you, you, they don't like the music you like, you're gonna struggle. Mm -hmm. So again, we as leaders need to 
what music do you like? All right, we'll play that. We'll be interested. I can get interested in that. I can see the good in that. Mm. Uh, I think just that's a bit of a shout out to us leaders to learn to do things other people like mm. so that you can build relationship mm. rather than ask them to come and be on your level and they're not interested. Mm. So unfortunately, you do see that around, which isn't that great. But we're talking about relevance here, and yes. this might be a slight segue, but why, like, why do we need to be relevant with our small groups? And why do we need to be relevant in discipleship? Yeah. And like, we kind of just touched on it, but it's, you know, it's a scary word to say relevant, because it makes us feel old. Yeah. Um, but it's important as a youth group to be relevant, and it's important in discipleship to stay relevant, because for that individual, whether it's the individual, or if we're talking about a whole generation. Yes. Yeah. Well, this is a great time to bring up the word yeet! Oh! <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> uh, yeet. Yeah, and look, uh, the reason why I want to bring that up is because it's so unnatural me saying it. Mm. Yes, and, and it doesn't make sense. Uh, but what's relevant is for me to know the language of today. Uh, but yes, it's, it's not relevant for me to be a young person. Like, I can't do it. And I've, I've tried that and, it, and it, it doesn't work. But what young people want from their leaders is, as Andrew brought up in the culture of love and, you know, acceptance and, and all that. That's what we can bring. Mm -hmm. But relevance is more, I think, us being up to speed with how do they talk, what's important to them, how do they communicate. I think that's where relevance yeah. plays a key. Mm. I think it like creates a, a bridge, so you kind of meet them where they're at, and then there's obviously there's, there's no hidden agenda. They know you're from the church, or you're you're their youth leader, or you're a youth pastor, and but you meet them where they're at, and then it creates a bridge to kind of guess building them towards Jesus, His kingdom, and yeah. the values and the love, and what heaven looks like. A good example that I've been encouraged by this year, our Year 12 boys um, group, small group, and their leaders kind of have grown from um, one or two to four or five. Um, and, and what they've done is on Friday afternoon, these guys are into sport and they're enjoying like gym and obviously health and gym cultures become like more popular. And so they go to one of the leaders' houses. Um, he's got like a bench press and some gym gear and they all work out together yeah. with music, boys' time. Um, and then after that, um, and everyone knows this is what's going to happen, so they have that fun together, gym, and then they do Bible study. They, mm -hmm. they open up the Word of God, they pray together, yeah. they have some food, they have yeah. a protein shake, yeah. whatever it looks like. Yeah. Um, and then they even end up going to the Woolworths, they buy some chickens and they all sit there eating their chickens and veg um, at youth group. But it, it's actually built um, culture, it's built some, some love in there, yeah. and it's yeah. grown, the little group. And it's been a really helpful model yeah. of discipleship, of, yeah. of meeting them where they're at and then becoming more like Jesus together. That's really good. Um, yeah. There's been one, one dude that's um, actually come to Jesus through that. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Now let's bring up two things uh, briefly with discipleship. Both of you, uh, so I'm going to ask you the question. So Peter around having coffees with people intentionally with discipleship. And Andrew was way small groups play a part. Yeah. So, Peter, with coffees, mm. what goes through your head when you're going to 
take someone for a coffee because of discipleship? What goes through your head and in the conversation yeah. when you're having it? Yeah, I think two things. The first one is, like we talked about, it's always about them and when they're at. So yeah. you're asking a lot of questions. Yes, yeah, good. Um, and it can almost sound like you're interrogating them, but yeah. you genuinely care about where they're at. And yeah. so you are going to ask questions. How, you know, how's your family? How are you going with Jesus? How's Aunt Betty? Exactly. Yeah. You know, how was the surf yesterday? Whatever it is. Yeah. Um, you're going to ask a lot of questions because you care about where they're at. And mm. you've... People don't ask youth questions. Yeah. It sounds really weird and like, but at the same time, really like standard that you're going to ask someone a lot of questions over a coffee. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the time, what they take away from that is they actually really care. Yeah. Um, and why do they care? And, and what's different about them? And, and who's this Jesus guy they keep talking about? Um, and so, you know, coffee is. A lot of questions yeah. and it and it can be coffee or it can be you know going to the gym and just having a chat yeah. but just asking a lot of questions yeah. and the second thing is to always have an ear up yeah. um, and you're asking these questions but you're also also asking God okay well what are you doing yeah what do you what should I be saying what should I be encouraging them in um, in in their life and in their relationship with you yeah. so always having an ear up yeah. when you're having when you're having coffee with it's someone good. yeah it's good Thank you, Peter. And then Andrew with small groups, the role they play. How does that pan out? Small groups is a big one. Um, well, I've always found it difficult in youth ministry with kids and commitment and sport. And I find like these days, you know, there's there's just so many different co-curricular things on that, you know, whether it's a Monday night or it's before youth group or after youth group, like often the first thing is when, yeah. when do we do it? Yeah. How do we do it? Um, because often the Friday night is like a, big family get together you kind of need another little time where you, you focus in i guess if we look at the, the model of jesus who you know had a crowd of people following him but he, he focused in on 12 and then even within that we know that peter james and john were his closest three yeah. and that naturally in life we, we do have layers and, and levels and so i think that flows into us as, as leaders and in youth ministry and so it's important to have small groups um, mm. or, or prayer groups, praying in twos or threes. Mm. So I, I guess a few helpful things I've, I've encouraged in, in my leaders and things I've experienced in small groups is having variety, um, trying to reflect the variety of Jesus mm. and his heart mm. that, that shows the variety of, of heaven. And what that looks like is, I guess, changing the way um, you don't just kind of pray, read the Bible, ask a question, pray and go home. Mm -hmm. I think that shows a really, I guess, not to be rude or anything, but it's a very stale or boring or kind of just repetitive yeah. mode. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's really important to sometimes leave the church building, sometimes visit other places. Yeah. Um, it's really important to, to sometimes maybe focus in on a, a different way to do things. It might be just spending time in silence mm. it might be spending time listening to music and mm. listening to god through songs mm. um, it might be um, praying in pairs and splitting up mm. um, but i think getting creative with ways to engage with the word of god with the voice of god with each other in the family of god uh, all those ways um, disciple they help us to follow jesus they shape us they form us mm. and then it helps us experience the variety of, of God's nature, his character, um, and then seen in Jesus. We read the stories about him, but we also then go and practice them. Mm. And so things get begin to get really practical. And I think our next episode, we're going to look at the real practicals of mission and evangelism. But mm. I think small groups, 
should not just be a Bible study, not mm. just a theory, not yeah. just a conversation, but mm. there should be both head and heart, mm. uh, both knowledge and experience. Mm. And when that happens, it's really fun. And mm. then people want to come, and they come regularly, um, and maybe you build commitment into it, and you mm. give them reasons to want to come back, because it, who knows what God might say or do. And I think those layers um, create a bit of an expectancy, mm. and that that's the kind of the kind of disciples I think Jesus mm. um, wants us to, to create the same way He did that. Yeah, mm. that, that's good. And I, I think perhaps then one segue to there to to wrap this guy up is for us to also say that you're making disciples that they would make disciples that they would make disciples mm. that they would. Make disciples. <laughs> Thank you. And so I think we just need to, in our imagination of discipleship, um, stick to Jesus's model of it, mm. which was, yeah, make disciples who go out and go to people to do exactly the same so that we don't create just groups of people or twos or threes who just stay a Christian um, because that's not what we're meant to be doing. We're meant to be asking people to follow in the ways of Jesus so that they can then help others to follow in the way of Jesus. And you and I know and and our listeners know that the greatest joy we have in our life between here and heaven is seeing your friend or seeing your family member, what? Come to Christ. Mm. I mean, that's why baptisms make so much joy in the church. And and that's why there's a lack of joy Mm. in the church when there's a lack of baptisms of seeing you uh, help others come to know the Lord. And that's what I love, like that's the, that Acts 1.8, you'll be my witnesses yes. um, to all the ends of the earth. Yes. And I think that idea of witnessing, it means that it can be scary, yes. but we have help, Yes. the helper, the Holy Spirit, yes. and we, we actually get to learn how to be led by Him and follow yes. Him as we step out, as we share yes. with others, and as we've been discipled, we disciple. That's right. Exactly. No matter how old you are, um, and you know, it's more about where you're at with God. Getting to discipling others, yeah. you know, with with people training and helping you. But you can be 15 and discipling someone who's 10. Yeah. Yeah. You can be 18 and discipling someone who's 12. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and that's what keeps your faith alive as well when you're discipling others uh, as well. So. Here's to keep growing in discipleship. Our good.